podcast. This is You Gotta Watch This. I am your host, Aaron, and with me is your host, Nick. What? <laughs> what yeah, just that's happened? The sound of, that's the sound of somebody who just watched Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Um, so this is the podcast where, if you're just now listening, you decided episode 19 was a good place to start. That's bizarre. But... <laughs> Uh, just in case that's I'm describing you, uh, this is a podcast where we watch every film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in order, and then we talk about it. And that's right, we're up to film number nineteen. Nineteen, all, man. Yeah, I, I can't that's believe not it. all we do. We're we're there. We're getting there. Uh, we're nearly done. Um, but that's not all we do. You see, I'm very familiar with these films, but Nick is watching these for the first time. And that's never been more true than this film. Yeah. Because you literally have no idea what's coming next. You haven't seen any of these films uh-uh. from this point on. Gotta tell and, you, I didn't see any of this coming. And yeah. And so we just watched Infinity War. And let's get Nick's hot take. Okay. So, wow. Uh, I mean, it was awesome. It was great. Uh, it was essentially, so I was thinking about this as I was watching it. I was like this, you know, they've put in the work and done the setup of like movie after movie, after movie, 18 movies to be exact to where they don't really need like a first act or second act. They don't even need like a traditional act structure for this movie. It's basically like a, a, just a two and a half hour long fight scene. Uh, it's not, it's nonstop. Yeah. And, and, and you kind of like. You, there's there's some twists and turns there, but not not a whole lot. Like not in the sense of like a traditional plot arc. It's more like this is happening. What can they do to try to stop it? And nothing. Nothing is the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's it's inevitable. They cannot stop it. But it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I have some theories that we'll get to. Um, oh, I'm so excited to hear your theories. Yeah. But the hot take is you liked it. Yeah. Oh man, it was great. I, I saw this movie in the theater uh, when it came out. In, Did everybody um, freak out? In April of 2018. Yeah. I remember when it, it got to the end and it's like 20 minutes left. I was like, I don't I don't see how they can do it. Like, yeah. it just doesn't seem like it's, I mean, because, you know, that's what like every movie is, you know, like, oh, it gets to the end and it's like, how are they going to do it? And then they solve it at the end and you're like, oh, they did it. Yay. Yeah. And I'm getting to the end. I'm like, he is freaking out he's been unstoppable since the beginning i know and he's and he getting like getting, exponentially more powerful <laughs> yeah he's getting more and more powerful it's like every time and so when he gets the time zone i'm like i just don't think he's gonna be stopped yeah and then and then he doesn't and i remember i was i was in the theater and i was watching it with my mom uh-huh. and when it was over her hot take she said out loud in the theater which is not normally something she would do she's like that was interesting because <laughs> I don't think she she saw it coming either. Uh, so it's definitely not a a regular superhero ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so, it's a bummer for sure. Now, so I, I have theories about the ending, but we'll we'll save those. We'll save that. Let's let's go through our, our three minute recap. Yeah. Now, this movie is is two and a half hours long. Yeah. Uh, I so tried to be really three... sparing with my notes, and Ooh, I'm excited. It, I did not succeed. Oh, okay. Well, you should have let me finish. <laughs> I was gonna say because it's two and a half hours long, we'll do two and a half minutes. Oh so we'll no, knock thirty seconds off. No, right? no, no. I think if anything, since it's two and a half hours, you should give me like about an hour. <laughs> well, it is a breathless, a, a, a breathless 
film, I should say. It is. So it, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put a few minutes on the clock here. We'll do the standard three. We'll see how far you get. Um, okay. Oh, it's even more. I was like, oh man, I have so many notes, but at least it's only this many pages. And I, I started reading it, and I was like, oh, that's in the <laughs> middle of it. So we don't have uh, the time stone. Thanos has that right now, so we can't add any more time. Oh, so boy. we'll see how far we get. Okay. And your time starts now. Ah, okay. Infinity War. Ah! All right, so uh, it starts with the Asgard escape craft that we saw from the end of Thor. It's been destroyed. Okay, Thanos um, wants the Tesseract, um, and it turns out he's stronger than Hulk. He kicks Hulk's butt. Heimdall, uh, Rainbow Roads Hulk away and gets killed for it. Uh, Thanos gets the Infinity Stone. Um, he has two of them now. Uh, we He got the purple one ahead of time before the movie started. Um, so Thanos kills Loki. Um, the ship explodes. Thor and Loki are dead, question mark. Uh, Hulk warns Doctor Strange um, that Thanos is coming. So Doc and Bruce uh, pick up Iron Man. Uh, they have some funny stuff. Doctor Strange's green thing is the sixth Infinity Stone. Um, we knew that. That's the time stone. <coughs> they need to find Vision because uh, he's got another Infinity Stone in his forehead. Um, but they need Captain America's help to find him. All right, so Spider-Man joins in, um, and some spaceship slash portal thing shows up, and it beams down uh, Thanos' kind of like right-hand man. I don't know his name. I forget his name. Uh, there's a big fight. Um, Doc and Spidey get his beamed up. His name is up. Ebony Maw. E- Eben- Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, they fight no. Ebenezer. Iron Man goes after, um, and he gives Spidey a new suit and tries to send him back, but he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't go back. Uh, so Banner calls Cap. Uh, meanwhile, the Guardians respond to as uh, to an Asgardian distress call. Um, they find Thor, woo, but they also find the blown-up spacecraft with everybody dead. Um, so Thor and Quill have some really funny moments together. Um, Thor, uh, Groot, and Rocket go to get this crazy weapon um, forged, and the rest of the Guardians go to Nowhere, that place that they went in uh, one of their movies. Um, so... Uh, they're going to, to the collector to look for the other stone. Um, uh, so Vision and Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch are in Scotland, and they get attacked by two more of um, Thanos' lackeys. And uh, so Captain America and Falcon and Black Widow show up to help and sort of save the day, um, but the lackeys get away. Um, so you get a flashback now of Gamora being taken as a child by Thanos, um, and then it turns, it cuts to Gamora, um, as an adult and she reveals to Quill that she knows something that Thanos doesn't. And she makes Quill promise to kill her, uh, if she gets taken. All right. So they go to nowhere. Uh, it's totally wiped out. Um, Thanos is trying to get the reality stone from the collector and Gamora wi- uh, wounds, uh, Thanos. It seems like too easy and it was too easy cause it wasn't real. Um, he was messing with them with the reality stone. He can do whatever he wants now. Um, so Thanos immobilizes Mantis and Drax um, and takes Gamora. Um, Quill uh, finally is able to try to pull the trigger to shoot Gamora, um, but you know Thanos has the Reality Stone, so he makes bubbles come out of it. Um, so Vision uh, says they have to destroy his stone, uh, meaning him. Um, Cap says no, um, but Banner says maybe. Uh, maybe they can take it out without killing him, uh, and they need to go to Wakanda to do so. All right, so back in Wakanda, T'Challa gives Bucky a new arm. Um, 
Let's see. All right, Thanos' lackey is trying to get the stone off of the captive Doctor Strange at this point. They're on the little spaceship. Um, Spidey and Iron Man save him, um, and they uh, throw Ebenezer out the airlock. Um, they're going to go after Thanos. That's the new plan because uh, they don't really have a better plan. So Thanos and Gamora have a chat. Uh, his deal, his whole deal, which we don't haven't really known until now, is that the universe's resources are finite, and the universe, the universe, the universe's <laughs> population needs to be culled in order to save the entire universe. Um, that's so that's sort of his deal. It's like you know, some have to die to save the whole. Um, so he's got um, Nebula there. He's torturing her. Um, it turns out Gamora had a map uh, to the Soul Stone but burned it. And that's apparently something that she told Nebula and he's replaying this memory or whatever or recording. Um, but she, uh, tells Thanos where it is. Um, all right. So Thor and rocket have a heart to heart. Um, rocket gives him an eyeball. Um, and they go to Nidavelli, I don't know how to, how you say it. Um, it's the place of the dwarves where they forge things, but it's all dark. The little, um, uh, dwarf star, get it, uh, has gone dark. Um, so, uh, it turns out that the dwarves made Thanos' gauntlet, um, uh, and then he killed all of them, except for one. Um, so, Nebula, go back to Nebula, she escapes her bonds and calls Mantis and says to meet her on Titan. All right. Uh, I'm sure we're about a minute into my recap, which is good. <laughs> you are two minutes over, but hey, you're doing a great job. <laughs> all right, so the Guardians meet up with Spidey, Iron Man, and Doc, um, and they realize they're all on the same side after uh, almost fighting. Um, Thor uh, is trying to make this weapon. Uh, Doc Strange sees uh, a very bleak future um, where there's more than 14 million futures, and he says that he only saw them winning once. Um, so one in 14 million chance. Um, so Thanos and Gamora go to Vormir. Um, that's the place. Uh, that's turns out Red Skull is there, um, who we saw from uh, Captain America, and uh, it he resides there, sort of protecting or guiding uh, people to another one of the stones. Uh, so the Soul Stone demands a sacrifice. You have to lose something that which or lose that which you love. Um, so Thanos throws Gamora off the ledge um, and gets the stone. Wow, right? Wow. Okay, so <laughs> Avengers are in Wakanda. Uh, all right, so Shuri is working on Vision's headstone. Um, Thanos' ship shows up and he drops bombs. Oh, no, wait, they're not bombs. They're landing ships. But he, you know, what's the difference? Um, so there's a big old fight in Wakanda. I'm not going to talk much about that, but suffice to say, everybody fights everybody. Uh, Thor holds the iris open so that they can forge this axe. So he gets this brand new awesome weapon. Um, Groot forms the handle from his own arm, uh, which is pretty cool. So Thor um, shows up with the new axe and sort of turns the tide of this battle. Uh, Thanos and Doc uh, talk on Titan. Um, they have a big old fight with everybody over there on Titan. Um, Nebula shows up too. And uh, they almost get the gauntlet off. They have it almost wiggling on his fingertips, um, but they are unable to do so. Um, so uh, one of his minions uh, is fighting Vision, uh, but one by one, Thanos' minions are defeated uh, back on uh, the other planet, Titan. Um, Thanos stabs Stark, and he's dying, but... Uh, 
Doc Strange offers to give Thanos the Time Stone in return for Tony's life, which is something he explicitly said he was not going to do. So Thanos comes to Earth. Now he's got all the stones, um, or he's got uh, all but one of the stones. He still needs Vision's stone. So Vision convinces Wanda, um, or Scarlet Scarlet Witch, to destroy the stone um, while there's still time. Um, So Thanos is uh, just sort of strolling through the rest of the Avengers, just flicking them aside um and so wanda destroys and shatters the stone thus killing um thus killing vision and that's the end of the series right there Uh, they save the day nope turns out that he's got the time stone so he rewinds time and then vision's right there and he rips it out of his head and now he has all of the stones holy crap oh no all right so Thor um, gets to Thanos with his axe. He's basically the only one that was able to do any real damage to him. Um, But Thanos makes some gesture, and uh, he sort of flicks off to this other plane of existence, and he sees a young Gamora who asks asks him if he was able to accomplish it, and he says yes. Uh, So then it cuts back, and his glove looks all fried, and then he disappears. Uh, It turns out that he did accomplish it. He has killed half of the universe he's making everybody float away into little pieces of dust or leaves including bucky t'challa groot scarlet witch falcon mantis drax peter quill dr strange peter parker and then in the end credits you also see uh fury nick fury and milton milton that's right uh they fade too but you see hill hill yeah, Hill. yeah, Hill, um, and then you uh, then you uh, you see that he was able to right before he uh, faded into dust, he was able to hit some little button on a thing to send some kind of signal. Who knows what it is? Wow, man, everyone's dead. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bleak ending. Um, when he when he you, there's two things towards the end I wanted to say. By the way, you were six minutes over. What? So. <laughs> But it's pretty incredible. You condense a two and a half hour movie into ten minutes, um, or nine minutes. Um, there's a lot going on. I'm pretty incredible. And I don't really know that there was many cuts you could have made <laughs> and told the story, which I'm sure is where they felt found themselves with a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, absolutely. So, because um, I don't think you could cut it. I don't. There's no like slow parts. It moves pretty quick. Well, and you had mentioned last week that they had initially the plan was to make this into like a two-parter, like two movies mm-hmm. essentially. And I can yeah. absolutely see where they wanted to do that. Oh, I just freaked myself out. Uh, the, the plant in the background looked like a, a creepy thing. You hiding. thought it was Thanos yeah. coming to get you? <laughs> I just gave myself full goosebumps. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how they, like, you know, I, I see where that could have been two movies if they wanted it to, to slow, slow the yeah. pacing down a little bit, but it, it worked as it was. I, I think I think it absolutely works. It's a fantastic movie. You see so many great team ups, uh, lots of mixing and matching of the different heroes we've seen in these other movies, which is just so great to see. Um, but there's two things from your recap I wanted to touch on. You mentioned that he does a gesture, um, but it's not just a gesture; it is a snap, and ah, okay. that is th- that is important. Um, twice before that happens, Gamora and Thanos both say, uh, with a snap of my fingers, I can, you know, basically execute my vision. Yeah. Oh, and interesting. sure enough, that's what he does, the snap. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's that's kind of what it's called. It's also uh, funny that you said execute his vision because he also executed vision. He did. And I did not do that on purpose, although I wish I had. <laughs> uh, but then the other piece is when he goes into that kind of weird orange universe. Yeah. And he sees a, a little kid, Gamora. She asks him if he did it. And then when he says yes, she says, what did it cost? Yeah. And he says everything. everything. Uh, this movie is a movie about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, but traditionally a superhero movie, when it's about sacrifice, it's about sacrificing yourself. Mm-hmm. And this movie is not interested in that. It's like, yeah, that's easy. You know, yeah. when it's when you can you can lay down your life and give up and know that you're going to win and everything's going to be okay, that's an easy choice to make. What about killing the person you love the most to uh-huh. get that ending? Like if, because Thanos wasn't in a situation where he needed to sacrifice himself, you know, Scarlet Witch wasn't in a situation where she needed to sacrifice herself. She needed to kill the man she loved yeah. to save the universe. Yeah. Like killing herself wasn't an option. That wouldn't have done anything. Mm-hmm. She has to, and only her, nobody else could do it. Uh, it it's It's definitely something that superhero movies don't, deal with or a lot of movies don't deal with i don't think that concept of self-sacrifice versus being willing to sacrifice others and um it's definitely a theme in this movie we see it with peter quill uh when gamora asks him to kill her yeah he makes the decision to do it yeah he does it and uh there it's every time they're thwarted uh scarlet witch gets the closest Uh she actually does it and then it's for her it's the biggest tragedy because she she does do it she goes through with it she kills vision and has to deal with that anguish knowing that she had that dinner to kill vision mm-hmm. to save other people and then thanos just erases it yeah and then kills vision himself right and so like yeah so a, she got the worst of both worlds what a terrible you know yeah like what would that do to you and then of course she gets uh snapped She's, so is that the is that the dust. verb we're gonna use? That is the verb. Okay. That is the preferred nomenclature. Okay. The snap and you got snapped. You got snapped. All right. So I want to talk about two other um, sacrifices. One, yeah. the big one that sort of um, like th- y- this whole time you just think Thanos is like some sort of power hungry bad guy. Like he's just like any yeah. other sort of garden variety bad guy he wants power or revenge or to rule or to do you see you know he's just kind of like he sucks you know but he's got he's got a reason here that while you don't agree with it you can at least see that there's some sort of twisted morality behind it like he thinks he's doing what is right he does think Mm -hmm. he's doing what's right he does I, i don't know if he would even consider himself a bad guy no he definitely does not he he looks at the world in like terms of millennia. Yeah. And all the event he's he's I think he gets kind of frustrated with the Avengers or kind of cuz he's he's definitely he calls everybody his children. Yeah. He's got this kind of parent to child relationship where he's everybody else takes too short of a view. Yeah. You know, he's like you'll understand when you get older. Uh-huh. I'm I'm making the hard choices. Yep. And he absolutely is the hero of his story. He's I mean, he's the protagonist of this movie. Yeah. This 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 is Thanos's movie. Uh-huh. At the very end it's like Thanos will return. Yeah. He is he is the um 
the hero of his story is the protagonist of this one, which makes the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy the antagonists. Yeah. They prevent him from, or they get in his way right. to try to stop him from doing it. But in the end, he overcomes. Mm-hmm. And it really um, there's almost upends. even like a, a weird like happy ending shot of him sort of on this like peaceful planet like looking yeah. sad but more like you know ah I did it despite all the odds yeah mm-hmm. it really is like sort of playing with our expectations of what it means like the good guy versus the bad guy it's not as simple yeah. as that yeah um, yeah absolutely he's a very complex character he's they they knew they wanted to add so many facets to him where you never necessarily agree with them although there was on the internet around this time a hashtag um thanos was right or thanos did nothing wrong <laughs> those are yeah. uh two two big ones um he's ultimately incorrect he's ultimately a psychopathic murderer who's killing trillions of people uh-huh. like he's just not right at all but he's gotten to the point where he's convinced this is that's the, the only, only path. Way. Yeah. That's the only path. He's not wrong about his, his observations about like there being yeah. a finite amount of resources, too many, uh, abuses of those resources, you know? Yeah. But his solution is, is uh, unacceptable. Right. And, and it's really like, um, you know, cutting, what is it? Cutting the Gordian knot in half with the sword. Sure. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It, it's a violent, blunt solution to something that, uh, you know, to to the problem that requires a, an elegant, uh, multifaceted solution involving probably like some sort of major coalition of uh, planets and races and peoples and. Absolutely, it's 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 funny that you say that because it is very much how Shuri approached removing the Mind Stone from Venom, you know, a complicated, you know, time-consuming process versus him just plucking it out of Vision's head. Yeah. You know? Right. They they both had the same end result, but his was clumsy. Uh-huh. His was, yeah. you know, uh, unconcerned with... Whether or not Vision him. died and, or not, essentially. <laughs> and and that's what makes him wrong. Right. You know, he, he is... Um, you know, lazy doesn't seem the right word, but he's intellectually incurious, you know, like, how can I solve mm-hmm. this with causing the least amount of suffering? That's not part of the equation for Thanos. Right. Um, but he is he is a protagonist for this film. Uh, but let's 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 go back to the beginning. Uh, now, I want to put a pin and to say sure. I want to save this towards the end when we're talking theories. I have a big theory about one last big sacrifice. Okay. Okay. Just we're gonna have I'm gonna make a note. There's gonna be a section just for theories. Okay. Um so and and not even counting the snap. Uh, let's think about the body count of this film. Because of course the snap erases half of all of existence, including many superheroes mm-hmm. we've come to know over these films, but pre snap there are several just straight-up dead people. I mean, we talked about Vision. Yep. We mentioned Gamora. Yep. Loki. Getting sacrificed. Loki, mm-hmm. right at the beginning of the film. A very brutal death. Yeah. For Loki. Um, and I'm missing... One, there's one more that I'm missing. But um, Vision, Gamora, Loki, and... No, it'll come to me. But... 
you know, we don't normally see quite that. You know, you might get one. Like in Age of Ultron, you know, we saw Quicksilver die. Yeah. But to have so many in this film, it really raises the stakes. Oh, yeah. For these. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the um, what they're known as the Black Order. And this is Thanos' crew. Okay. Um, yeah, what's their deal? So there's Ebony Maw. Eben, Ebony is, Maw. Okay. Ebony Maw. Got they all it. have crazy comic book names. Yeah. Um, Ebony Maw, he was kind of like the Doctor Strange-esque like, yeah. magician of yeah. the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he had a, his companion was Cole Obsidian, which was that big lumbering Hulk-like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Proxima Midnight was the woman with the horns. Okay. Who who she was, was the, cool. probably the most vocal. Well, yeah. I guess Ebony Maul was the most vocal, but she was She talked cool. a lot later in the movie. Yeah. And then uh her husband, uh they don't make it explicit, oh. but they are together. Wow. Is Corvus Glaive. Corvus Glaive. Yeah. So they all have these like just elaborate names. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't like talk too much about those. <laughs> <laughs> Did they even say some of these names in the um, movie? Thanos, when he's talking to Doctor Strange on Titan, he says, I take it the Maw is dead. Okay, I heard him say and, that, but I couldn't figure out, I couldn't parse the words and yeah. understand like a name or something out of it. Right, yeah. It's, he was he, He's called Ebony Maw the Maw. Mm. I want to say Ebony Maw does also, like, I think he's one of the only ones who gets an actual name drop. Mm. Um, people, rec- you know, kind of piece them together from the the comic books who they were supposed to be. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, it's in the script and all that stuff, but so it is a little more apocryphal. Like it's not necessarily in the text, yeah. except with the exception of Ebony Maw. I think he says his name at one point. Uh-huh. Too. Um, but Ebony Maw is, seems like a pretty dangerous character. He's like our first real introduction. Um, and he is definitely a match for Dr. Strange and Iron Man. Yeah. You know, and Spider-Man. Well, and you know, I get a lot of what this movie was playing with was something that they've played with in a lot of the other Avengers movies that like the, the group is, is stronger than the, the, the individuals. What is it? The, mm-hmm. the, the sum is greater than its parts. Yeah. Um, is that the phrase? Am I getting that wrong? Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and I think, I feel like they all had to relearn that again at times and yeah. and at times they didn't learn it and and so like during this i almost feel like they were they were all trying to fight him sort of individually and they were realizing it wasn't working and so then they started to team up and started to get the upper hand and then you know uh, other things happened and that seemed to happen quite a bit but then like later when they're fighting thanos uh when they work together and sort of like use each other's powers you know in tandem they almost succeeded in getting the gauntlet off of thanos yeah. But then fast forward to when he arrives on Earth and basically all the Earth Avengers, they all just one by one take turns attacking him individually and he just swats them aside. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um the uh, uh and it's just so much going on in this film. Um the Let's talk about the the stones. This is the movie that actually explicitly talks about the um, the different stones and what they are. I I mentioned it. I think leading into 
Age of Ultron. I was thinking Age of Ultron was the movie, but it was all the way at this one <laughs> where Wong does his little like breakdown of the different stones. Oh yeah, yeah. Um so we we finally get names for each of the stones and then we get that mysterious final stone is mentioned for the first time, the soul the soul stone. Yeah. Now, when he did that breakdown, visually, weren't there still only 5 stones? There were. The sixth stone was the time stone, which was around Doctor Strange's neck. So he saved it for that okay. moment. Yeah, the time stone wasn't up there in the hologram because I guess Doctor Strange thought it would be more dramatic if he's like, and that one's physically here. <laughs> um, so the soul stone is the new one in this film. And uh, they, they, they built it up. They wanted to make sure it wasn't and when I, I say them, I mean the scriptwriters and the Russo brothers. They didn't want it to be like a reveal, like, oh, it was in, you know, Captain America's shield the whole time. Yeah. They wanted it to not feel like kind of a gimmick thing. They wanted it to be a new thing that we hadn't seen before. Sure. Um, but they tied it in, in a way, by bringing in Red Skull. And I'm really glad that you clocked that was Red Skull. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually not Hugo Weaving. He didn't come back for this. They had a impersonator oh, come in and interesting and, and do him. Did you did you notice that? Uh, I feel like I thought he looked different, but I just chalked mm-hmm. it up to like uh, it's been several movies. Like that yeah. just you know how they did the yeah. makeup and CG is different. But <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. I like yeah. the idea um, of that. Like the idea that like you're not just obliterated when you you know try to hold a soul stone it's like they sort of have their own power to like then like okay well we're just going to use you now the stones definitely seem to have their own idea and like their own almost consciousness you know what they want to do like the space stone sending red skull off it's almost this cruel like you think you can use my power let me show you what i'm gonna do to you right and you know you get vision getting warned by his stone when things are happening yeah. around them, yeah. you know, like they, they have this weird, they, they definitely cross between like technology and magic and like yeah. just everything. Are they sentient? Are yeah, they not? Exactly. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause they talk like when they first see the, the mind gym in age of Ultron, they kind of refer to it as like a supercomputer, you know, yeah. like what, you know, is it, is it an AI? Is it thinking? I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I love how that's kept really ambiguous and it really brings everything together. Uh, and it's really noticeable in the shot when Thanos uses the time stone where he straight up gets the like green cuff around his gauntlet, just like Dr. Strange got. Yeah. And when he turns his hand, you see his Dr. Strange symbols in the palm of his hand. Yeah. That's and pretty cool. It's just, yeah. Uh, another, um, big piece of that is is uh Nidalveer where um and you you of course you recognize Peter Dinklage yeah. as Etrig the the dwarf um where they're constructing this weapon and it's another fusion of like magic and technology uh-huh. you know they they've built this incredible rig around this dying neutron star but it's just but it's also magic right. you know yeah. it makes it makes this this you know like axe uh-huh. you know like not a sophisticated you know hydrogen bomb but right. a, an axe. Um, yeah, I, I I really I really love how this movie does such a great job of tying everything we've seen so far together in a really cohesive package 
that shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah. And the the Russo brothers called that. Um, they they coined the phrase "strange alchemy" to describe whenever different elements of the MCU were coming together for the first time. Okay. And I uh, I think you get that in a lot of the team ups, like when Thor meets up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, that scene with that kind of like kind of battle of like who's going to come out on top between him and Star Lord yeah. is so funny. Yeah, and and Chris Pratt's like imitating his like voice. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> what is what does Drax call him? He's like a a pirate and He's an a angel. Pirate and an angel had a baby. <laughs> And when Quill is like, who's this dude, you know, or how is this dude not dead? And Trax is like, he's not a dude. You're a dude. He's a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that. Uh, I loved how, again, Thor's been, you know, been through a whole lot. And he's in this film and he gets rescued in a spaceship by aliens. And he's just like, cool. Like, how do, like, let's go to the next thing now. Yeah. Like, completely not phased. Uh-huh. Definitely bringing his Thor Ragnarok personality with him, but it's a little darker in this film. Oh yeah, because he's he's lost so much. Yeah, basically everything. Yeah, all he, of his family. Like personally, he's lost all of his family. He's lost mm-hmm. Asgard, his home. He's lost uh, his mm-hmm. hammer. He's lost basically all of the Asgardians are dead unless some somehow survived. He may be the last yeah. Asgardian. Yeah, it's he his, his scene with uh, Rocket, who he calls Rabbit the whole yeah. film, which I love. Um, where he's they're on their way to Nidalveer, and the Rocket's like, "Are you sure you're up for this?" And he's like, "Yeah, anger and rage and depression and loss and grief." They're really good motivators. Yeah. <laughs> they clear the mind. And I, was like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he, I, I, I. That's one of the only things, and I wouldn't say it's a fault of the movie, but it's something that the movie can't focus too much on. Like, they try and largely succeed to to kind of walk through some character development for Thor and for Tony Stark, who we'll talk we haven't talked about mm-hmm. at all yet. But mm-hmm. um, like, there's just only there's not that much time to spend on it other than those yeah. few fleeting scenes here and there, which I yeah. think are enough, but it, you know, it would have been nice to have more. Of course they, the way they kind of handle it is they, in order to kind of break the movie into manageable chunks, you know, they can't have 25 characters on screen at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's many characters who never share the screen together. So they break everybody up into these like groups. Yeah. So, they can you know have a little bit of space to breathe but yeah it's just we didn't get a ton of captain america like story arc at all you know it's a continuation of his story from civil war but you know he didn't really have an arc in this movie right um you're right to say that it's thor it's tony stark for sure uh of course thanos is the main guy yep um Scarlet Witch and, and Vision definitely have they they are a, given but I feel like that's almost like you haven't we've you know barely featured you guys at all we'll mm-hmm. we'll throw you a bone before we kill you off <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I I think Vision I, I'm the saddest I was the saddest to see this because I remember thinking like oh man Thanos is gonna have his hands full 
when he comes to Earth, and one of the stones is in this like all powerful android that can do like anything. Yeah. Um, and I think you know the scriptwriters um knew that they knew that that was a problem, and so they had to kind of sideline Vision early in the film. Yeah, and that they kind of portrayed that. Corvus Glaive's blade did something that like kind of permanently weakened him. So he's never at a hundred percent in this film. And and, and I, f- I feel like from the first time that we saw him, they've almost instantly started walking back how powerful he is, mm-hmm. you know, despite the fact that he's got, you know, a, an infinity stone in his head. They've, I feel like they've tried to nerf him a little bit just to sort of be yeah. like, well, he doesn't quite know how to use his powers and yeah. he's still learning it and he's yeah. still evolving and changing. And I, I'm, I'm okay with them doing that because otherwise it, it, yeah, it would have been just totally absurd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. He didn't seem up, up, you know, he, he could barely fight off, uh, the, what's his name? Corvus. Corvus, yeah, yeah Corvus he could barely Glaive. fight him off. Um, yeah, and it was because he instantly got impaled by that thing. Yeah, and it like messed up his circuitry or whatever. Something. It made it so he couldn't phase anymore. Yeah, which is one of his big powers. It. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It. Um, it. It canceled out his midichlorians. That's right. That's right. It. It. It blocked his midichlorians. The. Um, so, what do you think about Iron Man's new suit? Oh, but so, <laughs> so uh, do you remember in the Black Panther episode, I was like, yeah. why can't like Tony Stark <laughs> have a suit that cool that just sort of like grows over your body? And then, okay, now he's got that too. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I mean, Black Panther he, had it first. Yeah. But and he probably, he, Tony was like, saw that and was like, oh, that's awesome. How, how can I accomplish that without <laughs> yeah. using, you know, so he's figured a way to Tony Stark it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's got a cool new suit, which... It, in that like big fight with Thanos was cool that he could sort of like he was like pulling power from other parts of it to yeah. sort of regenerate it in other parts like yeah. it knocked his he took his crumbled the the helmet off and he was able to re- regenerate a new helmet yeah um yeah that was pretty pretty crazy and then gets stabbed and is maybe gonna die or he's gonna die Thanos is about to like obliterate him and get saved by Doctor Strange, who they'd had a very rocky start. And yeah. so I, I I sort of, like, I felt a little sorry for Tony, this movie, despite him displaying sort of some of his worst tendencies to mm-hmm. just be a jerk, to argue with anyone, to, to feel threatened by anyone who has any shred of power or confidence. You know, mm-hmm. all the things that are wrong about Tony were, were on display here. Yeah. Um, but that's almost why you particularly feel sorry for him because you're realizing more and more like they've, and they've talked about like him never having recovered from New York and feeling responsible. And, you know, he's got all this deep seated PTSD he's been working through, but I've never really felt that sorry for him until yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, cause he always wins and yeah. he, lost this time i mean he wasn't even what's what's crazy to think about when you watch thanos in these fights is thanos isn't even trying that hard yeah like he knows he's gonna win he knows he's unbeatable he you get the sense especially when he's like using his the infinity zones he's just playing with his new toys right he's like how does this work let me you know i'm gonna turn this into bats because i can 
Because he could probably, with the four stones he has at that point, he could probably just, you know, just kill them all instantly yeah. with a thought. Yeah. You know, and he's just like, I want to, you know, it's like when he fights Hulk at the very beginning of this film, which we got to talk about Hulk, by the way. Yeah. But he fights Hulk at the beginning of this film without using any stones. He and has two at that point. Maul says, oh, let him have his oh, fun. He has, he has one at that point. He has the power stone. And he could, you know, and yeah, exactly. Maul's like, let him have his fun. Yeah. And he wants to just beat Hulk in hand-to-hand combat just to show, like, he doesn't even really need the stones to be a very difficult fight. Right. And it's especially true at the very end. Once he has all... He has five, and he's going for the Mind Stone. You're right. He swats the rest of the Avengers away like they were nothing. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't kill any of them because he doesn't need to. He yeah. doesn't care. Right. <laughs> at there, at that care. point, they're like, mis- like you know, he's... Uh, I'm trying to think of a, 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 a metaphor. Like, he is a football player rushing to the end zone and there are like gnats in the way. Like he's not going to bother yeah. to stop and get, they're just literally like almost happen to be in the way, you yeah, know, and, he's brushing them aside, right. just whatever is the minimum amount of effort to, so he can keep walking at his slow pace. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't want to break his stride. Like that's all he's looking for. Yeah. What's the, and whatever, and his minimum effort is devastating yeah. to the team. Uh-huh. You know, like we see, like he encases Bruce Banner inside a wall. Yeah, and he like crushes Rhodey's suit, uh-huh. and he it like the ground rises up and captures Black Widow. Yeah, like, it's insane. I do love in that scene though, where Captain America is able to hold him off for, for like a, a second, sp- a split second yeah. longer than he thought, and he's got that look of like, what the hell? Yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. He, he pays attention to him for a second, and then yeah. he's just like, "Oh, all right, I have another hand," and it just punches him. Exactly, exactly. And then he's like, "Okay, I will increase my effort to two percent." Yeah, and knock you out. But he's kind of like, "Oh, one percent wasn't enough for this guy." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 absolutely nuts to see Thanos uh, working his way through it. And and I I totally agree with you when you see. Tony on Titan and he's bloody and his suit is like all even though it's this awesome nanotech like it's all messed up Mm -hmm. you know and he that's another case where um Doctor Strange didn't sacrifice Tony he did the opposite he sacrificed the stone to save Tony well all right so here's that that pin we're gonna talk about that pin here all right, let's, let's bring it on. Let's 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 venture into Nick's trivia. I mean, um, theory cave. Nick's, Nick's theory tri- cave. Nick's Come on ca- into cave. Nick's theory cave. cave, cave it's cave. it's spooky in here. It is. Watch out for the bats. <laughs> I want to hear Ca-caw! it. I'm so excited. That's not bats. I'm, I was when, at the beginning of this when you mentioned you had theories. I'm just so excited. <laughs> okay. You have no idea. All right, so. First, the all right. So, I, first m- major theory here is that I don't think any of those people who have been snapped are going to be dead in the long run. I think something's going to happen in a future movie that they manage to turn back time, or so we, we've already seen a time stone, right? We've seen a reality stone. So there are there are any number of ways that they they could undo basically what has been done. I just don't buy all of those superheroes being killed i also don't buy them losing and half the galaxy dying i think that uh maybe in game i know that's coming up in a few movies at some point i don't know when but i think that is going to 
uh, undo what has been done, and then they're gonna have to fight Thanos all over again. Or I don't, I don't know exactly what's gonna happen, but I don't think all those people are dead. That's okay. that's theory one, and I'm okay. pretty. I'm I'm all right. So here's a little background on that. I don't have any spoilers about whether that's true or not, but I do recall. A while back, and I guess it couldn't have been that long ago because Endgame was pretty recent. I remember, I think the one major spoiler that I heard before we started this whole thing was that I thought I had heard somebody say at some point that Tony Stark died in Endgame. And that was my one big spoiler. I was like, I don't know if that's true. I'm going to try to forget that it happens. Uh, We'll see if it happens or not. But I I feel like I have a memory of overhearing somebody say that of course i didn't care at the time so i didn't log it uh (laughs) i was like those idiots and they're marvel um (laughs) and and so like i I didn't retain it but i i think i remember that happening and people being like upset that tony stark died at endgame and so if that it was true there's no way that all of these characters legit died and i didn't hear anything about it yeah gotcha that's 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 part of my my theory. If it turns out they're really dead, I'm gonna have to like have some retrospective like you know character grief here because mm-hmm. I I gotta tell you I I am so confident in that I didn't have much of an emotional response when I saw them dying. I was like nah nah it's not gonna stick. They're they're gonna so be not fine. even not even when Peter Parker dies. No, so I had so the only person that gave me a little jerk was Peter Quill. Peter that, Quill, that, oh, that yeah. That tugged in my, my heart a little bit. Um, it, yeah. No, nah, I don't um, care about Peter Parker. I was like, get this guy off screen already. No, no, no. <laughs> so we'll talk about Peter Quill in a second. Um, so, but, yeah, so Peter Parker's death uh, gets me every time. Yeah. Because, not, not only because Spider-Man is my favorite, but because he has, um, and they, they've kind of touched on it, not at all really in, in the movies we've seen, but in, in this one you see hit the the hairs on his arm raise up. Yeah, that was cool. And his it's spidey kind sense. Of a reference to his uh spidey sense yep. where he's got this kind of sixth sense. And uh he was kind of aware that he was gonna go like well before he started physically like turning into dust. Yeah. And yeah, he said he didn't feel because good. of his his spidey sense uh-huh. like he was aware of it so there's that he's pleading with tony like i don't want to go please don't let me go remember he's like 16 years old yeah and then when he finally is like okay it is happening and tony Stark can't save me he says i'm sorry before he dies like yeah. that's heart-wrenching you yeah know? he's telling <laughs> tony Stark, who's the adult who tried his best but couldn't save him he tells him that he's sorry you know, for what? For dying? For right. like, for that, maybe for that moment of like panic that he had. Yeah, he's sorry that he couldn't die, you know, yeah. with dignity. I don't know. It just messes me up. It's so <laughs> sad. Yeah. No, um, I mean, that, it, that was a good scene. Um, yeah. So it did, uh, when um, T'Challa was helping someone yeah. up and then he just starts to yeah. go like out of McCoy, nowhere. That, yeah. that was surprising. I don't know, man. I just don't think they're really dead. I just can't, I can't buy well, it yet. What's funny. What I noticed when I first watched this movie was it was mostly the, the newer team that got dusted. Scarlet, Witch, black Panther, yeah. Doctor strange Spider-Man, all the people who were introduced in phase two and three and the core Tony, Captain America, black widow, Hulk, you know, they all, yeah. Are still there. Yeah. 
uh, Don, you know, um, Rhodey. Uh huh. He was introduced in the first Iron Man film, so like all the the originals are still around. Um, I don't know. That's interesting to think about. He, he Thanos makes a big deal about he wants to be dispassionate. Yeah, and, and that it's random, goes, and that it's random. But it's it, it's something so strange that all of those guys survived and all the new guys. And and gone. also it was more. The, I mean, it, that's well within the the realm of chance. But sure. it was more than fifty percent of those superheroes. Yeah. That that got snapped and. So that could just happen if it's, you know, they're taking the whole population of the universe. Yeah. I mean, or and, and he does make a point to say to Tony Stark, half of humanity will still be around. So it makes it makes it seem like the implication there is that he's not destroying just 50 percent of all life because he could, you know, by random chance, wipe out like 99 percent of humanity. Yeah. Or none. Uh, right. Or none. But it makes it seem like he is interested in 50 percent of each sentient species yep like i'm 50 percent of humanity because the flashback to gamora uh and he's he you know they talk about how he he goes to a planet kills half the people there yeah and then leaves yeah so he's he's all about that symmetry there's so many quotes when i was watching this this time this is probably my fourth or fifth time seeing the movie i've seen it many times and i realize how many quotes from thanos have made its way like online like if you read reddit or oh, anything really? like yeah oh so many of just his one-liners have persisted because he's it's just like you know you'll see like the big one is perfectly balanced as all things should be that is something he says about the knife uh-huh. but it's also you know reference to his whole philosophy yeah he has he has so many like that reality is often disappointing right when he gets the reality stone uh-huh. you know but but now reality is whatever i want uh the the quote i said it during doctor strange i said now is no time to mourn now is no time at all and i said it for the people listening who were familiar with thanos's quotes and but you picked up on it and you were like i have to know what that's from and i was like <laughs> don't look it up trust me don't look it up and you still like i had to like say it like eight times like put your phone down <laughs> Because he says it right before he like brings Vision back to life and murders them, and yeah. I was like, "That's a huge spoiler." Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's that's my that's that's my phase one of the theory. Oh, there's more. I oh yeah, hear yeah. It. This that, I had to say all that in leading up to the the big theory, the phase two part of the theory, which is why oh, man, I this... say I agree with you about this movie is about making the sacrifice to let others go or to kill others or for others to die. And I think that Dr. Strange, I think he saw that one path to success. And I think he saw that in it, he gives him the time, uh, what do you call it? The time stone. stone. And, Mm -hmm. and that, that he knows in doing so he is sacrifice. He is, not only killing himself, but so many others. Like he's basically, he is just as culpable as Thanos who does it because he chooses Mm. to give him that. But I think he sees that that is the only path that where they win. And Mm. that's my theory about how eventually they win, uh, that he saw it and he has set it in motion. He says, and I wasn't going to let this go. And I'm sure you weren't (laughs) either. He says, we are now in the end game. Yeah. 
Dude, that's so, what's going to happen. I'm calling it. See, that's an interesting that's an interesting pull and an interesting take because when by the time this movie came out, shortly I, I mentioned in the last episode or the episode before that that they had retitled officially retitled the the fourth Avengers movie, which was going to be called Avengers: Infinity War Part Two. They said, you know what? It's not called that anymore. Now it's called Untitled Avengers Film. And going into this film, it was Untitled Avengers Film. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't until like. I think four months before it came out that they said, oh, guess what it's called? Avengers Endgame. Ah. And everybody was like, Dr. Strange said that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, nobody nobody missed that at all. Yeah. And everybody was like, so it's, you know, of course you're living in a in a post-Endgame yeah, world. So, so you've Megan heard, and I you definitely, know the title of the movie. We definitely talked about like, we're starting to feel, uh, and it's strange, I thought I would have felt it more with the earliest movies like feeling like oh man i already know so much and stuff has been spoiled it's actually these more recent movies i guess because yeah. the stakes are higher and people care more about it um yeah that become like, bigger yeah that i i'm feeling the effect of watching these in the 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 near future you know <laughs> that's interesting that, that's really uh 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 unforeseen because i would have thought too like oh yeah the stuff that's super old it would be seeped into everything. But yeah. it's, it's really these newer films that have really moved into the zeitgeist and become everything. Yeah. You know, people don't make Iron Man 1 references. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> it's, it's all, like I said, the Thanos quotes are all from Infinity War. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's great. Uh, I, I, I like your theories. I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, how that pans out. So I, I, I gotta say also, uh, you do a great job of not giving any, anything away. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it must be tough to tell me either like I'm right on the money or I'm an idiot. Well, I will say you're not an idiot, Nick. You might be super wrong about everything, <laughs> but it's not your fault. <laughs> you haven't seen these films. Uh, that's so kind of yeah. you, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> We've got to move on to our pop quiz here. but Okay, let's go to the pop sure quiz. Hey, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's kick it down quiz. to Mo for the pop quiz. Mo! <laughs> okay, so the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity Stones are not an invention of these movies. They're from the comic books. Sure. Um, in 1991, they published a limited series comic book. I think it was six issues, and it was called The Infinity Gauntlet. And this, this is kind of an adaptation of uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, this movie Infinity War. Uh, the story follows Thanos after he has attained all six Infinity Gems. His goal is to seek the approval of Mistress Death, who is the embodiment of the concept of death. Okay. He, he battles the heroes of the Marvel Universe and believes he has destroyed them all. He leaves his body and assumes astral form but he didn't defeat them all and that person the the person he did not defeat takes the gauntlet from thanos's body now that he's left his body and gone to the astral form who was that marvel hero and i'm going to tell you that marvel hero was a character in this film okay is it a captain america Mm -hmm. b thor Mm -hmm. c nebula Mm. d vision oh So I had a guess before you uh, gave me the options, and I was going to guess Spider-Man because he mm. had a hold of it and was the last person that was almost pulling it off in the movie. I thought it would be funny, yeah. or that would be like them to 
to yeah. sort of uh, hint at that, like, you know, throw a bone to the deep, deep dive comic book readers. Um, I don't really know, but I guess it would be fitting if it was Nebula. So I'll go with, ne- I'll go with, ne- with her. It was Nebula. Yay! <laughs> yeah, Nebula, um, It's they definitely do have some symmetry with the comics. In, in the comics, Nebula is his granddaughter, not his daughter. Um, and she's also kind of a villain, kind of, you know, yeah. she's, she's more of a villain in, in the comics than she is in, in these uh, Guardians of the Galaxy films. Uh-huh. Um, but she also has attracted Thanos's ire. He's displeased with her. So he is hel- holding her once he has the gauntlet. He's holding her in a state near death. She's badly burned. She should die. But he's using the gauntlets to keep her alive, but not heal her. So she's always, you know, right in the hanging in the balance, <laughs> in a state of perpetual torment, much just, like she is. Just ahead, like in Austin Powers. <laughs> sure. I've been very badly burned. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's where they got the idea for Austin Powers. Um, <laughs> but in in Infinity War, we see her when she's on the ship. She's like kind of torn apart and like hanging in suspended yeah, animation. Yeah. Uh, definitely from the comics yeah a version of that and he's he's keeping her alive and aware but in constant pain because he just hates her so much right um and he thinks he's defeated everybody and and nebula takes the gauntlet from him and immediately heals herself and she becomes the new great threat motivated purely by revenge and like hatred of thanos and kind of hatred of the world just like the real nebula in the mcu yeah um so then the story becomes getting the gauntlet away from her okay (laughs) yeah but 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 all the but all the heroes are dead yeah but they uh you know it's it is what it is he actually fights the heroes kind of like he does in infinity war he um he was about to, you know, they all get assembled to to fight him. This is after he's got all the stones. And he's got Mistress Death, who he's trying to impress. And he wants, he's in love with her. And he wants um, her to think he's cool. And then he's got this Mephisto, who I mentioned in a previous episode, who's like basically like Marvel's version of the devil. Uh-huh. He's also there. And he's like, hey, you know what, Thanos, you know what would really impress her? if you turn off the stones like you know put the stones over there and fight these guys hand to hand like show her that you don't even need the stones to win and so he does and he still wins oh wow (laughs) yeah he's a powerful dude um speaking of thanos now we're in aaron's trivia corner oh okay i got a few things it's comfy over here yeah it's not like your creepy theory cave (laughs) Uh, although i did like it in there um Thanos has the most screen time of any character in this film. He's like got he's at like 29 minutes. The huh. next person is like 18 minutes. So he is way ahead. Yeah. Uh, wow. This further reinforces this is Thanos's film. Yeah. Um this movie was the fourth movie of all the movies that have ever come out to gross over 2 billion dollars behind Avatar, Titanic and Star Wars 7. Wow. <laughs> so it's a massive massive one um there's a couple differences because like i said it is a very loose adaptation of the infinity gauntlet storyline um that scene where bruce banner comes crashing into the sanctum sanctorum uh-huh. santorum and warns of thanos coming in the comics very similar scene but instead of bruce banner it's the silver surfer yeah. who is makes more sense for the comics because silver surfer is a cosmic entity and he uh 
Thanos throws him to Earth. And uh, the final shots of Thanos on that planet, um, there's a quick shot. It's kind of in the distance of a scarecrow that's wearing yeah. his armor. And that is a, a visual reference to the comics uh, where Thanos retires to a planet where he's a farmer and he's going to live a simple life. But not because he won, like in the movie, but in the comic books is because he got his butt kicked. And oh. he's like, you know what? I give up. <laughs> this right. is too hard. I'm just going to live a simple life. So yeah, that's 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 my trivia corner. Interesting. Um, hey, well, you brought it up um, before we we sign off. We didn't talk about Hulk at all. Let's talk about Hulk. What do you think's going on with Hulk? I want to hear your theory on that. So, I think he spent a lot of time as Hulk. Um, I just don't know. I he's spent Banner has spent most of his time trying to figure out how to not be Hulk, mm-hmm. and then Hulk spent several years trying to not be Banner. Mm-hmm. They're still figuring each other out, and I feel like they're they've realized and come to terms with the idea that they're two separate entities almost that sort of share mm-hmm. a body and a mind. Um, yeah, and they haven't learned to work together yet. That's kind of where it's at, and I feel like they will. And I feel like I I, I have to go back and listen to, but I feel like they call I called that or what or said I hope they did that mm-hmm. as early as that that first Hulk movie where. I like that idea of like him warring with himself, but that surely he was going to keep getting better and better at it. And he, he has like, they've bled into each other a lot. Like Hulk initially couldn't talk at all. And now, Mm -hmm. you know, by the time we got the, the last Thor movie, you know, Hulk was having conversations and, you know, could, you could talk to him. He, you know, wasn't just a raging monster all the time. Right. He had a personality. Right. He had things to say. He had thoughts. Yeah. Um, he, and I don't know if this is really, maybe you shouldn't read into this. I don't know, but maybe it's just technology improving. But in the first movie, he just looked like a guy. But as it goes on and on, he is very clearly yeah the same face shape as Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Like Looks he's more he, and more like him. He's like a giant green Bruce Banner. Yeah. Like he, he looks like this, the, they're, getting more similar right uh but again i don't know how much to read into that um but it's definitely something to talk about yeah i so that's 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 a that's your theory is that they they need to kind of basically get along yeah they've got to come to some sort of understanding my my thing when i watched this movie i'll tell you what i thought i thought that hulk was afraid Oh of, yeah, of Thanos, and Could've was like, been. you know what? I'm I'm just gonna hide in in your head. Could have been, <laughs> yeah. Um, because man, Hulk got his butt kicked. Yeah, and, and that doesn't happen. Yeah, and then the rest of the movie, uh, Bruce Banner has to be in that Hulkbuster armor, mm-hmm. and he's not great at it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a funny scene. He was like uh, crowing about it being awesome, <laughs> and then he trips on a rock. <laughs> yeah. Um. And before we, we, we move on any further, I do want to go back to, to Peter Quill because he um, a lot of people real, real, real pissed at him after this movie because he smashed Thanos in the face, woke him up. They, I mean, that gauntlet was off. Yeah. It was off his hand completely. And he grabs it with his hand, which means it wasn't on his hand anymore. And they could have done it right then and there. Yeah. But. So I'm going to go back to my theory that Doctor Strange saw the one path where they mm-hmm. succeed, and so Quill had to have done that. Mm. It's all part of the plan. 
That, that reminds me of when when uh, the Guardians and <clears throat> the few Avengers, you know, Tony and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man are on Titan and they're trying to figure out whose side they're on. Yeah. And, and, and they kind of realize, like, because they both think they work for Thanos, you know, both sides do. And, and then... When Doctor Strange says, "Let me ask you, who's your master?" Yeah, <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? Yeah, Jesus, I, I love it. <laughs> I love that, and I love when he's like, when Tony's like, "Oh, you're from Earth," and he's like, "No, I'm from Missouri." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and then and then Quill later on when they're coming up with a plan, he's like, "I like that plan, but it sucks." <laughs> so I should come up with a plan because then it might be really good. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some great lines in this one. He's so many good lines. And then when they're not listening to him, he says, okay, just know the 50, I'm only half human. So the 50% of me is stupid. That's a hundred percent you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Tony says something about like, I like your math there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which is, it's funny because Quill's got some, a lot of things going for him, but to call like Peter Parker and Tony Stark stupid is just a terrible miscalculation. (laughs) Yeah. They're two of the smartest people who ever lived, right. you know. Speaking of that, um, I wanted to mention too, Bruce Banner, super smart, but even he recognizes that he can't help vision. And it turns out Shuri is the person yeah. who's able to Yeah, because she that. was like, and Well, why didn't you randomize the quantum energizer with the thingy? <laughs> and he was like, Oh, well, we didn't think of that. We didn't think of that. And not only is she have have an opportunity to show off that yes she is you know definitely more capable than bruce banner and a lot younger too um but then when corvus glaive breaks in to um to get vision she notices he's there and she has the opportunity to run away but instead she turns back around and like keeps working yeah i don't know that's a moment of you know pure heroism yeah absolutely to do that and it's only when he's like literally like a second behind her that she stops to yeah. fight him. Uh-huh. I was I was really impressed by that. All right, so uh, our segment here doesn't make a lot of sense fitting into the larger narrative because this is the larger this narrative. This is the larger narrative. Yeah. This, this is, is what, what it's every leading up to. Film has been leading up to this moment and it's been leading up to the moment where uh Earth's Mightiest Heroes lose. <laughs> and <laughs> And, and Thanos wins. I gotta say so, that would be so gutsy if they really they put this out and then they were like, "Just kidding, we don't have any more coming out." That was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I think. I mean, you joke, but I think ending it. I mean, ending a movie like this was totally gutsy. Oh yeah, like, this was their Empire Strikes Back. I mean, like yeah. everyone and, dies, and you know whether or not they come yeah. back is 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 for another movie. But yeah, it was dark. I I think it's. Li- I think it's even less hopeful than Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back ends with the you know Luke and and Leia and, and, and you know like they're reconvene at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, like, and they're gonna have a plan and you know we're falling back, living for another day. But like the heroes in this with like, what on earth are we gonna yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. Like we just you know he went off God knows where. Right. Like, we got nothing. We so, have absolutely nothing. So the only thing I, as an audience member, have to go on is is my theory about Doctor Strange, and 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 this is the one path. And Ooh, also, by the way, Doctor Strange is dead now. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it, no, no, I, I'm. It's I'm. It, my theory is that he set in motion and is hoping that 
that follows down that one path, uh, and I, I think it is so far. And so the other piece is the, is the post credit scene, which we didn't talk about much, but um, Fury gets away. Some he hits a button on something, and something goes through and and blinks, and that means something. Don't know yet. So at the time, uh, people saw the symbol that was on that weird I couldn't little tell what it was. thing. It, uh, if you if you read the comic books, you would have clocked that as the symbol of Captain Marvel. Ah, okay. That's so next, right? That is not next, but it is an upcoming film. Okay. We will watch that before Endgame. Oh, okay. And, wow. And uh, the pager itself, because that's basically what it was, yeah. a little pager, that's another clue of about Captain Marvel. Huh. So... Uh, but we'll we'll talk about that not today. Okay. Um, Infinity Watch is kind of mute. Uh, moot. We all the stones are in Thanos's possession. Yeah, he has them all, even though he messed up his gauntlet. Oh, oh, I do have. Uh, come back into my cave real quick. Yeah, let's the, hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, so um, I think that there's something important about um, Gamora saying that she knows something that Thanos doesn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't think we have found out what that is yet. And I think that has, is something important. And I think that maybe... So my, what I told Megan while we were watching, and I don't know if it's true or not, because how would he have done all this if it wasn't a real Infinity Stone? But my theory in the moment was that she had tricked him into getting something he thought was the Soul Stone, but it really wasn't. Mm. But I, it appears Very that I'm wrong. Um. So I I don't know I don't know something there's something there that is is un, unfinished as well so there's a lot of a lot of threads still open here. I'm glad we went back in the cave. That was that's a good that's a good theory. Um, so obviously one new stone for Infinity Watch yep. was the Soul Stone. Yep. Um, ranking. How do you feel about this film? Do you, was it too breathless? Do you think it works? Uh, I mean, it, there's not a lot of time. It, breathless is is a great way to describe it and it definitely is i don't think to its detriment but i I can see where some people might find it um a little too fast-paced or a little too jam-packed um i feel like it's hard to rank this one honestly like it kind of just stands alone like it just has to exist on its own Mm. um i'm not like like, it was great it's definitely not like a top movie by mm. itself, but it's really important in the grand scheme of things. Things, so I really enjoyed it. I don't know; it's it's yeah. hard to rank it. I hear that. I I think it's definitely on a different plane from something like Age of Ultron, which was also kind of breathless, um, but also not I that don't great. Think it, I don't think it was essential. Yeah, like Infinity Wars, like yeah. you said, like it it has to exist, and I I quite enjoy this film i think it's a film that probably does not work it's probably the first mcu film that would fail and i i'll never know this because i watched it i watched them all in order but if you if you just watch this you said you know what i want to i want to watch the mcu i'm going to start with infinity war it would probably make zero sense this film would be nonsense yeah yeah there's there's barriers to entry on a lot of the films some higher and lower than others, but I feel like this is the highest one right here. You I, have I totally, to have watched at least three or four of the other movies for it to make any sense. Exactly. And I think 
that hurts it as a standalone film but of course i've watched them all and so i feel like those become like the earlier acts like you were talking about yeah. and then this film is just pure like just goodness like oh yeah like <laughs> this is all the good stuff you know <laughs> you know i so i i uh i can't really knock at any points for that i sure i, I definitely enjoy it it's it's your reward for watching 18 films yeah and and knowing all the different pieces i did find myself like you know i take notes during these movies and during a lot of them i i begrudge the fact that i have to take notes because i'd <laughs> rather just sit and like let it wash over me but yeah it, the notes definitely i mean i couldn't do the recaps without them but it also helps me just you know absorb digest. everything yeah. and actually mm -hmm. digest it exactly but uh, this one especially i felt like i was missing things every time i stopped to write a sentence yeah, just because like the action sequences are are just nonstop. I I would recommend, and it's it's your call, but I would recommend probably watching this one again. Yeah, there's a few Maybe that I, I I might go back and, and rewatch, and this is probably one of them. Yeah, yeah, I I would recommend it. It's it's definitely requires. I the first time I watched this was in the theaters, and I have this app called Run P. Yeah. Have you heard of this yeah. app? Yeah. Uh -huh. That's great. I, I love it. Yeah, it's saved it my bacon a few app. times. I'm, I'm, I'll happily spend money on it. It is fantastic. Uh -huh. And um, the run P times, I took advantage of two of them when I watched this film. And I, I'm so glad I did because I didn't want to be miserable for two and a half hours. But I felt like I had to watch it again because I wanted, like, one of the run P times they suggest was during that scene where Drax thinks he's invisible. Oh my God, that's so, so funny. It's so funny, but it's not essential to the plot at sure, all. Sure, right. So they're like, you, if you have to pee, go pee then. Yeah. Um, but I still, like when I watch this film, that's how essential run pee is to me. When they say certain lines, I'm like, oh, this is the pee time. This is where you get up to go pee. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, when Black Panther says, and get this man his shield, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a go pee time. <laughs> So anyway, let's talk about next week's film. Okay. What do you know about it? Um, there's only, so this is episode 19. So there's 20, 21, 22, 23. There's four films left. Okay. I know it's let's not in game you... and I know mm -hmm. it's not Captain Marvel. Cause yeah. Cause I said those. Because you said it wasn't, it wasn't those. those. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's either Ant-Man or mm -hmm. the fourth movie that I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. Well, it's Ant-Man. Okay, cool. Hey Man and the Wasp, I'm really excited for you to watch this movie and realize you haven't seen any part of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm I convinced. Just, I, I, maybe I've just seen the trailer. I don't know. We'll see. I think you've seen the trailer, and then I think you watched part of Ant-Man on television. <laughs> Probably. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, because Ant-Man and the Wasp wouldn't have been on television during the time you were talking about it. Um, but... That's next week's film. How do you think that works? How do you think we go to an Ant-Man and the Wasp film? They're normally lighter, heist movie, it, fun times, Paul Rudd, super charming. Yeah. Where do we go from the snappening? So, <laughs> the snappening. All right, I could see one of two things. One, it takes place before, and they just are not even embarrassed about, like, yeah, it's, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, and that's maybe why he wasn't there Although they do explain briefly that he had some sort of sabbatical worked out or something, they um, they say, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up because it's important. They ask where Hawkeye is, yeah, and they say he and Scott 
took a deal with the government after the fallout of civil war and they're on house arrest. Okay. Because they're both criminals because they sided with Captain Uh America in Civil War. So, all right. So, I don't know. Maybe it's him trying to get out the whole time. Maybe it's a movie about him trying to get out and help. Um, Or... Do you think think it'll be funny at all? Well, it's it's Paul Rudd. It's got to be at least some funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, parts of this movie were hilarious, and this is a heavy-duty dark that's, movie. That's true. Um, that's true. So it'll be funny. But the other option I could see is it just takes place like right after, like he's there, and like all of his like you know uh, guards just uh, get get snapped away, and he's like, "All right, I guess I guess I'm not in jail anymore." And I don't know, maybe just mm-hmm. a little solo adventure of him trying to figure out what's going on. Well, Nick, we're gonna find out. Real soon. We'll find out next week, actually. Uh, And Nick, you got to watch this. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We want to hear from you. You can reach out to us on email at you got to watch this podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us at Facebook or Instagram at you got to watch this podcast or on Twitter at gotta underscore watch. Thanks. Thanks.